Outlaws, welcome to Shotgun Saturday Nights. A kick-ass, epic as fuck, not safe for work, King Falls AM fan cast, where we talk about the episodes, we talk about random shit, we also talk about improv on tape, but they are still on their hiatus between seasons two and three, so we'll get to that when they release the first season three episode. But tonight, we're talking about the motherfucking first anniversary. I am Dawn. I am Dana. <laughs> this I is Dana. I'm not doing the intro today, <laughs> as you figured out, because because I wanted I wanted to try, and you know I probably could have done better, but you know what? That's all yeah, right. Anyways. It. Anyways, yeah, winging it. winging it. It's all good. Yes, tonight and... we're talking about episode 25. Happy anniversary. Yep. Yes. And this one, there's there's a there's a few things to unpack in this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh shit goes down, man. Shit goes down. Yeah, some shit happens in this episode that starts, you know. A little bit of a callback to some previous episodes, and it's also a setup for some heavy shit coming down the road. Yep. So, but thankfully, we're not into the super heavy shit yet. Some of it, but not all of it. But yes, and as Don said, once we get you know back to once improv starts you know doing their thing again, guys, gals, <laughs> hello. You know, um, early release, previous, you know, preview. Yeah. That's what it was I mean, I mean, you know, certain people could, you know, could hook us up with a certain release date. And they we could. totally, we totally wouldn't spoil it. No, we wouldn't. No, we absolutely no. would not. And Scouts Honor would not, would not spoil it. We could also, you know, a certain improv podcast could set up a Patreon and we could go watch their episodes on Zoom and watch yeah. the video of them. And I would pay extra for that. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, show me the Patreon, guys. Show me the Patreon. Let's go. Show me the pates, people. Show me the pates. Get some lady pates going on out here because <laughs> they listen to us and they give a shit what we say. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, those two crazy broads are running their mouths again. They're like, oh, fucking Dawn, my God. Sometimes I think, because I know Chris listens to us. I swear to God, sometimes I think he's he's the one who drew the short straw. They're like, you listen and report back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He gets stuck listening to us, whether he wants to or not. Chris is like, do I have to? Like, come on, it's I season three. To. Can we switch off? Eric, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. Let's get somebody else to do it. <laughs> when the girls do it i just I and, I'm, just, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure that the last the last couple of episodes have been just horrible because um because i've been you know moving and working way 
ridiculous hours and like i like i said in twitter to kyle i'm like dude i don't know how the fuck you did it i honestly do not know how the fuck you worked an 80 plus hour week job and found the fucking time to write these goddamn amazing episodes for kfam and act and do everything you know else behind the scenes with eric i'm like i don't know how the fuck you did it I don't know how the fuck he, yeah. he even had any time, much less with work and family. Yeah, and no still idea. talking about spending time with his family, and I'm just like, I don't know how he did it either. So let's like, was it um, one of the the podcast thingies put out on Twitter? They're like, so you know, how do you handle editing? And I'm all like, yeah, let my co-host do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of a shit-tastically horrible editor. <laughs> She's thrilled about that particular prospect. I let my co-host do it. I do very basic editing, and that's why this podcast is free. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I There's no way in hell I could do anything that required even the slightest bit of sound design. Well, like, none. so actually, like, what I was thinking was... Um, like right now I'm using Audacity to do our episodes, but uh-huh. I think I'm going to look at, I don't know if Pro Tools is specifically an Apple product or a, a Mac product, I should say, yeah, you know, for their operating system or if it can be used with PC. But I think I might switch that depending on the price because now with two jobs, one of them that pays pretty damn decent i can afford it yeah well there you go so that's kind of what i'm thinking if i were to do it we'd be using GarageBand because guess what's on my laptop garage oh you have you have an apple yeah i do i got a mac back scratcher i love it they come in so handy i have a pc Oh, there's my poor limpy baby. He doesn't even put his foot on the ground. Ow. Poor baby. I get the feeling I'm going to be paying for dog surgery. And I just paid off the other dog surgery. Ooh. So what do we have for news? Um, I don't think I have any news. I might have some couple of uh, somewhat prominent anti-mask, anti-vaxxers have suddenly departed this earth. Oh, they've, they've departed the mortal coil. They have. They have shed their mortal coil and moved on to a different plane. I won't say higher plane. Um, and I, I am not celebrating this, guys. I am not a monster. Did, I am they, not did they happen to go to the devil's doorstep? Few of them might have. I am not celebrating the death of anybody, but you're not going to hear me crying over it either. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, that's about yep. all the news I've got. We're still we're so still in a pandemic, boys and girls. Guys, get on non-binary pals. Please, 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 do not get ivermectin. Get fucking vaccinated. It's free. And wash your hands and wear a mask, please. Yes. That. Or do you like we me? Love you, motherfuckers. 
I still don't leave my damn house. Going on two years now. Yeah. Oh. So let's see. Um, as far as news goes, I think Dark Dice just started. Oh no, wait a minute. Was it Dark Dice or was it um, Vast Horizons? I think it was Vast. I get the two mixed up. And I honestly shouldn't because even though they have the same creator behind them, they're vastly different. Um, I think Vast Horizons just started their third season recently. So that's cool. Um, so if you've been paying attention to that podcast at all, or if, even if you haven't, check it out. It's really good. Um, it's a sci-fi podcast. Um, haven't heard anything about any live show cancellations or, or updates yet, other than the ones that we have talked about previously with the um, McElroy family. Um, I haven't heard of any. And... I know that Dark Dice was having like a fan fiction um, they were having a fan fiction contest of some sort and I'm not sure if it has ended or if it's still going but you should check out their Twitter if you're a fan of Dark Dice do that yeah um, Less is Morgue season 3 is fixing to start next month as well ooh um, don't sh- they haven't given a release date either just said it's September or is it season three or season two eh, the next season I think it's season two the next season is fixing to start um, what else oh I thought I saw somebody else was coming up with a new season although I may have deleted their announcement their trailer announcement oh I do have an announcement from a certain Brian Bradley for 90 degrees south. Oh, that there's a surprise that we have not been let in on, Mr. Bradley? Well, um, episode one, according according to him, and, you know, obviously dates may change depending on, you know, life, which is crazy as balls. Um, he states that episode one of 90 degrees south will drop at midnight. Eastern Standard Time on October 3rd, 2021. Woohoo! Yay! Can't wait for that. I've been like chomping at the bit. Like every day I look for updates. So thank you, Mr. Brian. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Bradley, for dropping that uh, dropping that little tidbit to us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother dropping some knowledge on us yes um yeah no there there've been a couple of uh members of the k fam who if you guys are on twitter go out and give them a little boost there have been some people are not doing well <laughs> people are 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 needing some love lately um yeah. it's true yeah i i i totally feel it i totally hear it i'm like I get it. Check uh, out Lonely Town Chronicles, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I am so Sending far a behind on that. Yes, give, give them a shout out. I am so far behind on it. And I'm I'm behind on, on Mel's too. She, uh, she, sorry. They 
put out um creep and disenchanted i haven't started disenchanted yet super far behind on creepy is it creep or creepy i don't remember um they have links so yeah give them give them a listen dawn has turned off all of her lights (laughs) i can't see you where are you todd where did you go not on purpose i was trying to correct my Oh, there's a light. <clears throat> Let there be light. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ, Don, turn the light off, Susan. <laughs> Don just fucking blinded me by the light. <laughs> I've been blinded by the light. <sighs> oh, man, I was going to start singing more, but I better not because we don't have the rights to the song. <laughs> That's okay. The I don't Manfred think anybody's going to tell Manfred on Man Band wouldn't mind. Probably not, but you know they might mind when they hear the hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be going, no, no, you did us dirty, Dana. No. <laughs> anyway, on unless we have more announcements, on with the episode. Nope, I'm good. Okay, uh, this episode originally aired May first, two thousand sixteen, so officially one year from the release date of episode one. Um, we open with the sexiest man on radio, Chet Sebastian. Oh my God. Closing out his show. I had heart palpitations. Um, shut up. We know I'm in love with Chet. <laughs> Even if he is skeezing, I, I don't say care. Anything. You don't have to. I can just see it in your eyes through here and you're not even looking at the screen and I can see it in your eyes. Uh, don't judge me (laughs) anyway uh he was talking about how he opens up talking about how he's wearing nothing but james brown's cape but that's a story for another show right now he's heading out because he's got a party to go to and then we hear ben we get the intro to the Sammy and Ben show, we hear Ben coming on and welcoming the listeners and telling them that he is super excited about tonight's show. Like, he is way excited. I'm surprised there were no Ben explosions in this episode. Of course, that's because it's before they started writing them in. But still, there should have been some <laughs> Ben explosions. Um, Sammy interrupts with, like, dude, it's not a big deal. Like, no, it's a huge deal. No, it's really not a huge deal. Um, but of course, Ben is, you know, just. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's super excited. Like I said, um, Sammy's like, "Don't make a big deal out of it." Ben's like, <laughs> "Literally impossible." Um, Sammy even put it in writing to Ben to please not make a big deal out of this evening. Dawn's oh, we're making a big deal out of it. Oh yeah, the, d- come on, it's Ben. How is he not going to make a big deal out of it? Um, so yeah, what. Ben is doing, he doesn't want to make a big deal. He doesn't want to turn it into a show all about him or some kind of weird Hallmark holiday. Um, But of course, Ben says it's not a Hallmark holiday. It's just a monumental milestone. It's Sammy's one year anniversary. That's Um, right. That's right. It's Sammy's one year anniversary. It's the one year anniversary of the the Sammy and Ben show. Um, Sammy's like, it doesn't feel like it's been a year. It feels like home. All together now. Aww. (laughs) I miss my Sammy. 
I miss him too. <laughs> Kyle, I hope you're taking notes. And I miss my best bud troll. <laughs> and I miss Emily and Lily. I'm totally juggling. I'm bad ass right Mary. Please <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> I don't want to meet and I, and, I, and I miss Jet. And, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're not weird and pathetic at all. <laughs> anyway. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> I'm saying we're not weird and pathetic at all. <laughs> ben asks um, for a speech, but Sam's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Ben's like, oh, good. Yeah, let's save that for the 4, 4 a.m. hour. Um, because until then, it's, you know, and he's got, as usual, the entire show mapped out, which, of course, Sammy picks on him for. Um, and in fact, Ben says, in fact, he's even been calling this the one year Sam anniversary, which makes Sam totally grown. He's like, no, don't like that. Don't like that at all. Um, there's other stuff to talk about. And Ben reminds him that, you know, but it is a big deal. He moved to a small town where he didn't know anybody, didn't have any connections to do late night um, AM talk show sight unseen. Um, at this point, all we know is that he got an email out of the blue saying, come do our show and or come do a show. And so he showed up like presumably he moved to town like from the first episode it almost sounds like he moved to town the day of but i'm guessing probably a couple of days before no um, i think i think he did do it day of well and it's possible um i think he i think he did because he was late he was late getting to the station because he got stuck in um right he got stuck in the turned around but he just may not have been to the station he may have been to town but just may have not have been to the station I don't know. I think Switzer Forest is part of that barrier. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's possible. I mean, because yeah, Switzer Forest may be getting you into town as well, but I think there's more than one way to get into town. Mm, so, so my guess is, I mean, I, I know Sammy did it last minute, but my guess is he planned somewhat because he still had to have an apartment. Yeah. He still had to get a place to live. So my guess is he moved to town maybe two or three days before at most and you know was getting shit together and getting moved in and he just hadn't been to the station and you know as we know with Sweetser Forest it's not like you can google map that shit because even if you do General Abilene is going to turn your ass around mm-hmm. so but I don't know I don't know Kyle when did Sammy move to King Falls? How far in advance from the show? Was his car still packed up, hauling up that U-Haul when he pulled into the station? Let us know. Inquiring minds want to know. Like I've said about 100,000 times. Yep. Um, and Sammy's like, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to play any weird, you know, clips or anything, previous shows. He just came to town because he wanted to do talk radio. He wanted to do something that makes a difference, but not politics. I get it. Um, And something that really made, oh, something made a difference. He thanks Merv and Ben and the listeners. 
and he turns this into the very touching speech that he said he was not going to do. Aww. I know it was so sweet. Um, but moving to King Falls was the right choice because <sighs> I'm getting choked up. He needed them more than they needed him. Oh, I know. <laughs> Are just yes. sweet, happy, sentimental, Sammy. We love you, Sammy. Yes, me too. Yes, me too. <laughs> ben says they love him too because we love him too. And thanks him for making sure, you know, that he didn't ever have to work with Chet again, except when he was on vacation. Um, you know, for them two weeks that he wasn't allowed to be on the air. Uh, yeah. Ben is also not willing to give up the on-air cake ceremony or the this is your year, Sammy Stevens, edited tastefully to Green Day's time of your life. And yet, <laughs> he does know that that song is about somebody leaving. Semantics. It's Ben. Come on. Um, ben also says that they will be taking callers and he leaves it up to Sammy to give, a, to give them a topic since it's his night and all. Uh, so Sammy suggests the King Falls Lumberjack JV tryouts and Ben's like, nah, boring. <laughs> all right, what about, you know, he just came back from getting his haircut. Ben's like, spiffy. Of course, he was just joking because he literally didn't notice. Um, where Sammy saw a flyer for the 56th annual bass tournament, which of course Ben cuts him off like, dude, you know I'm trying to get Herschel and Cecil lined up for next week. Sammy's like, how am I supposed to know that? And Ben... Does the, it's on the drive, man. <laughs> and Cecil is right. fine still. Yes, Cecil's absolutely fine. Um, it's on the drive, man. It's sent the drive. What drive? What is this drive? You know, the drive that Ben sends. <laughs> <laughs> and the Googles. Yes, on, on the Googles. Um, now, Sammy is not that old. <laughs> Yeah, I refuse. I think Sammy, honestly, I don't, I think Sammy was just trying to get him going because I don't think that Sammy is that technologically inept. I don't either. But, you know, it is Sammy. I don't think he's that technologically inept. I just think he ignores the emails. Yeah. Because he does say, that he opens all of his emails. He just avoids the ones that are in all caps with all the exclamation points, which of course <laughs> Ben points out, those are the most important ones. Like, yeah. Well, and- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that like 90, like I'm headcanoning that 90% of all the emails that Ben sends to anybody, doesn't matter who it is. All caps and are, lots of exclamation points. Are in all caps and exclamation points because that's just how... That's that's how he's wired. That's how he does it. That's Ben. Because Ben is overexcited about everything. Pretty much. Yes. Um, So while Ben is freaking out about Sammy's Clinton-esque email fiasco, and hey, she read her emails, um, he opens up the lines for the uneventful evening or per Ben, how Sammy has impacted their lives for the better. We should have been there to call in, man. I'm just telling you right now. Um, He even has mood music to play underneath it. Nice. It's Ben. (laughs) Of course he does. Um, And of course, Sammy's like, God, you're a monster. Um, 
Sammy's it's so it's Sammy's night. He picks line one and it's everybody's favorite deputy Troy um, talking about how exactly one year ago today he pulled over and I quote somebody that was more lost than a blind man in a deaf convention in Sweetser Forest. Because he does know how to turn a phrase. Yep. Um, and who would have thought that one year later he would become one of his bestest buds? Um, Sammy's like, <clears throat> I, I, I don't remember that. You know, this is a, yeah, Sammy pretends he can't remember because, of course, she's, you know, going to give Troy shit. Um, but, you know, of course, he does remember. Um, and he's just um, being his usual sarcastic Sammy self. Uh, but yeah, so Troy's just calling to wish Sammy a happy Samiversary celebration because, of course, he's going to say happy Samiversary. <clears throat> and to let them know that the pancake puppies are on him at Rose's after they get off the show. Although he's going to probably order Ben an omelet because he's not entirely sure he's still allowed around throwable foods. Which gets us pretty close to our first Ben explosion. <laughs> one time, one time with his mortal enemy. But of course he's just, <laughs> right. but of course he's just teasing, and then he gets interrupted because he just saw the hero of King Falls, Jacob Williams, throwing eggs at Mayor Grisham's house, which is the only reason I'm calling him the hero of King Falls at this moment, because <laughs> he was egging the mayor's house. Um, then of was course he egging him on. <laughs> um, Sammy was. <laughs> Sammy's like, go easy on him. He's doing the people's work. Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Jacob turns his eggs on Troy, of course, before cutting off a run him. Um, ben starts in with a story about the Williams boys, but he's interrupted by Chet coming into the studio. That's right, boys and girls. My favorite DJ coming back into studio. Um and he says he won't be long. He's got another party go to go to over at the Red Rocks. But he teases like, you know, Ben promised there'd be plenty of babes and booze. And I don't see either one. Ben, uh, again, is like, what? I never, no, I didn't say no. Of course, Chet's just goofing on him. And Ben takes everything so damn seriously, Benjamin. Um, so Chet suggests that they cut to a commercial. While he pours them a drink, Sammy, you know, naturally agrees because he's like, yeah, all right, let's do as long as we don't end up in the fuzzy pillows, which <laughs> Chet makes no promises. You know, Chet. Oh, sorry. I was having a fuzzy pillow moment. Sorry. Um, Dana, anyway. were you, were you, were you thinking about having uh, your own was, fuzzy moment? Fuzzy I was thinking fuzzy about moment. fuzzy pillows. Um, <laughs> I do not own fuzzy pillows. I, I have my Ben Arnold pillow and I've got a Doctor Who pillow and I got some other pillows, but no, I don't, I do not have fuzzy pillows. Maybe, maybe you should go to like your local, uh, your local craft store and pick up some fuzzy wuzzy, uh, fuzzy wuzzy shit. I could pick up some fuzzy pillows and have some Chet pillows. What color do you think Chet's fuzzy pillows are? Okay. I think. Chet's pillows are like from the fucking 70s. Yeah, so, so think, they're that. Yes. They're like goldenrod and olive. I, I don't want to say goldenrod. I want to say like a honey mustard yellow. But yeah, like a goldenrod 
Um, this probably like um, like that baby puke green, um, and like their their shag. Oh yeah, <laughs> their fucking shag pillows. Like they can't be. <clears throat> they've got to be like totally matted because you can really only wash or dry clean those things so many times. So they've got to be totally matted with God knows what. And I think, um, I think actually one of the pillows he probably stole from Sassy's house of ass. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Actually it's probably it's like where he got his on the pillow. Couch. I'm guessing he got his couch from Sassy's. <laughs> Like Sassy put it out on the curb because she was redecorating <laughs> and Chet stole it and put it in his office. Well, not stole it. He, it, totally it up on did. The he was like, and he put it he in his like, office. So, like, man, I heard that they have some shit out back. So, it's, it's one of those red pleather um, <laughs> kind of things. Shit. Yes. And it's, you know, like the banquette seat kind of sofa. Yep. <clears throat> and that's where he, he got the, the pillows and, and the sofa at the same time. And yeah. So his office <laughs> is decked out like the VIP room at Sassy's. Yep. And there's a disco ball hanging from the oh, ceiling. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and all of his albums are stored because he doesn't use cds he uses he's he's a purist he has albums they're in milk crates in an organizational system that only he can figure out like he can tell you which milk crate they're in and where in the milk like it's in this milk crate right there and it's the fourth album back and but they're not done by date they're not done by artist they're not done by song they're not nobody else can figure out his system so you do not go in there and mess with, you know, Chet's albums. I think, I think his system, his, his stocking system is by popularity. Like it, it's rated on how much he likes the albums personally. It isn't rated yes. on like billboard or anything like that. Yeah. It's rated on how much he likes it. Maybe how, maybe subcategorized by how much his callers like him. Yep. And you know, they are all covered in jam. <laughs> you know, I don't, think, I don't think the records themselves are covered in. The co- yeah, well, the records. <clears throat> a certain type of substance. No, I, think- I mean like blackberry jam, strawberry jam. <laughs> oh. <Because laughs> I, thought were, I thought you were making a non-deplore. No, I would have said jizz. Because <laughs> Chet makes his own jam and then he brings the jam to the studio to give to the guys and he eats the jam and then he goes and he gets the records and the record sleeves are all covered in jams so that are all stuck together. The records themselves are in pristine shape. Yeah. But the sleeves are all jacked because <clears throat> they're all covered in jam. Or Not jazz. that we're completely 110% off track or anything. <laughs> oh Talking my about my boyfriend, Chet. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, they go to a commercial. Um, ben announces they'll be right back and Chet, you know, as Chet tries to poison them with some hooch. And our commercial is 
County Coroner Dr. Jeffrey Rosenblum. Oh my God. That's the best Jeffrey Rosenblum I can do, folks. I'm sorry. Um, he's making a public service announcement about some deceased pets have been showing up in the darndest places. Fucking pet cemetery shit. <laughs> right? Totally pet cemetery in this shit. Um, so if anyone witnesses an encounter or sees their long lost pet, um, please do not interact with them. Call the King Paul's coroner office. And just because your pets have made that Christ-like return doesn't mean that you should let them into the house. Don't touch them. Don't even look in their general direction. I, just, I I'm guessing eye contact could be an issue here. Um, yep. And defer to the professionals. And he ends with, stay golden, pony boy. Huh, 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 huh. <laughs> I can't even do the laugh. Man. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not Eric. I can't do it. All right, you know. Chet, uh, Chip. The guy who does the voices with the thing, Trent. <laughs> Trent. Jesus Christ. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, you know, I'm kind of like a parent that's got like a bunch of kids. I'll just go through all the names until I get the right one. Um, we all know I'm back. So but I, yeah, come on. It's Jeffrey Rosenblum. Um, they come back. Then we come back with Chet telling a story um, about someone, telling a story to someone talking about, and if you want to pet the python, you got to pay the piper, baby. So, <laughs> That's kind of skeezy, not going to lie. And I'm here for it. Um, ben coughs and Sammy gags. And I, like, what the fuck are they drinking? Lighter fluid and Chet's just scotch, baby. Scotchity scotch, scotch. <laughs> um, my guess is it's probably the cheap stuff. Um, so Ben opens up the phone lines and Chet is impressed with how, you know, Ben talks about sammy and this is hype man he's like you know i'm gonna talk to merv about you being my hot man down at the bar and he's like dude you couldn't afford me um ah. i know so anyway sammy chooses line four and it's emily um she's the only person sammy will let get away with calling it the sam anniversary and she just wanted to congratulate the boys on their one year anniversary that yes, you know, it's Sammy's one year in town, but it's the one year anniversary of the show. So yes, Ben, both of you, happy anniversary. Um, and then she mentions that, you know, she's a librarian, not a baker, but she made them a red velvet anniversary cake, which she will be bringing by the studio, you know, later. Um, but right now it's late and she wants to go to bed. And of course, Chet's like, uh, I don't recall you baking me a cake on my one year anniversary. She's like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was two on your one anniversary. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> he's like, he says, a he's aged like fine wine, and she's like, yeah, nope, they're aged debatable. <clears throat> she's like, nope. Our age difference is insurmountable. Um, Chet points out that this just means there's a whole lot of experience under the belt. If you know what he Jesus means. Christ. Under the belt. Yes, he had to make it that point twice. Um, 
Ben accuses Chet of being a skis, which, okay, we've admitted he is. Emily's like, I'm literally thinking about sunshine and butterflies right now. And of course, as far as Chet's concerned, sunshine and butterflies is close enough to the birds and the bees for him. (laughs) You know, I just, I kind of miss how Emily was so like, just little Miss Susie Sunshine. I mean, this was pre-badass Emily and I love badass Emily, but I just kind of miss little Susie Sunshine, Emily. I mean, she just was like, Rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. You know, if if a unicorn would and then it all changed. Yes, when the Fire Nation attacked, in the blink of an eye, there was a change. Um, but yeah, she's like, "Mm, yeah, nope, sunshine and butterflies. Chet's like, yep, that's close enough. The birds and the bees for me. Um. Sammy interrupts. <laughs> Sammy's like, nope, I'm interrupting this shit. Um, he interrupts that they appreciate hearing from her. Um, and just because she doesn't call into her favorite radio show anymore doesn't mean she isn't listening. She misses them. Yes, Ben, both of you. Um, and while maybe not Chet so much. Um, Which is understandable. Well, you know, she just doesn't have the same appreciation for that sweet sweet baritone voice and smooth jazz her her palette is just not that sophisticated yet she'll get there um anyway chet says goodbye he's got to get on down to the red rocks and you know um tells us so yeah but anyway he's out and emily says she does miss ben too oh yeah we said that already um Ben's like, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. She's like, well, now you know. Um, <clears throat> but she has to go because she's got a big day ahead of her tomorrow. And Ben's like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you guys have got that big book drive going on at the at the library because they couldn't replace all of their books after the events of the previous November, which, of course, Emily is um, super impressed by because he's like, you know, just because I don't come into my favorite library doesn't mean I don't keep tabs on what's going on there. And she invites him to stop by soon, even if it's not to drop off books, just to hang out. And maybe he should come by on Friday. Or if he doesn't want to go to the library, they could go to Frickert's. Uh, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but she tells him goodnight and she hangs up. So Benny's like super ecstatic, like, yay, he's got a date with Emily. Um, woohoo, yay. Emily is back um, and he's all ready to cut up, you know, Sammy's cake that he brought him um, and put on a best of and go home because how could the night possibly get any better? Sammy's like, don't be a tease, man. And don't see joke. that totally cursed right tease. there. Right. Don't joke. Don't be a tease. Um, Cause he's ready to call it a night himself. And Ben's like, yeah, no dice, pick a line. So he picks, so Sammy picks line two, and it is the creepy, creepy voice. Um, and he's like, I can feel it. To which Ben finishes, coming in the air tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Ben. Phil Collins for the win. 
Um, and the voice comes back like, I told you, didn't I tell you? They saw it, but they didn't listen. Uh, the so shadow like, maker. Yes, the shadow maker. And of course, we don't know that at this point. Um, ben tells him that he's not going to ruin the celebration. And the voice is like, don't put this on me. This is all on you guys because you're joking and you can't be joking around here like this. Um, and Ben just wants to dump the call. Sammy's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's hear, you know, let's hear what this guy says. And he says something about, you know, over the hills, down the mountain, through the forest, it's light shines on one. Um, Ben's like, yeah, that's it. I'm dumping it. Um, and don't hang up on the shadows. So Ben keeps trying to drop the call. He's pushing the button to drop the call, but it's not going anywhere. Sammy's trying to switch lines, but it's not, they can't hang up on him. They can't get rid of him. Um, and the voice says, you know, it's far beyond that now. Uh, they didn't want me to warn you, but I did. And you laughed and who will be laughing when, when the light shines for her. And then the car call finally drops. Sammy wants to know what the hell is going on. Ben's like, you know, we should star 69 or block his ass. Um, Sammy's like, no, yep. more than that. Like, why couldn't the call drop? You know, what's wrong with, with the machines? Why they wouldn't cut him off? Um, and Ben's like, you know, yeah, Merv, you know, get some of that Science Institute ad money and get us an updated system that actually works. Uh, so they kind of wonder what the caller was talking about. And, and Sammy's a little bit concerned because the last time he called, they had it right about Archer's puppies. Yeah. So, you know, Ben's like, even a broken clock's right twice a day, Ben. Um, trying to stay positive, I guess. Um, but he reminds everybody that it's a celebration and let's take the next caller. So they pick line nine and it's Troy again. We love Troy. But Troy is very disappointed and very sad because he was taking Jacob in and he saw some rainbow lights coming from the cemetery. And of course he thought it was Tim. So he headed on over to the cemetery, but Tim's not there. Um, so Ben takes off to go call Mary. Sammy asks if Troy's okay. And yeah, he's fine, but he's stuck. He ran over a pothole and blew a tire. So now he's stuck in the cemetery with Jacob Williams until 7 a.m. Overnight in the cemetery. This is never good. I don't care who you are. Being stuck overnight in a motherfucking cemetery is not a good thing. Um, even if you are flashing the red and blues at the time. Uh, yeah, but he's, you know, he's like, don't worry about me. You know, they're coming. They're going to, you know, he's more worried about getting into trouble than about the car. And he's just upset that he's going to miss, you know, Sammy's party at Rose's. Um, and he's sorrier than that time he walked in on his pappy wearing assless chaps. Um, first of all, aren't all chaps assless by definition? And second of all, why the hell was your pappy wearing assless chaps? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that means it, he wasn't wearing anything under his chaps. He was just wearing the chaps. Which is kind of gross. Um, Sam's like, don't worry about it. It's perfectly fine. You know, we can do breakfast another time. Ben comes back in. Um, he just got off the phone with Mary. And yeah, Tim wasn't there. He's been asleep in bed. So Troy's like, well, who the hell put up the spotlight if it wasn't Tim? 
Uh, Sammy tells Ben he'll fill him in on break about, you know, postponing the Samiversary breakfast, to which Ben is like disappointed they're postponing breakfast, but super excited that Sammy called it the Samiversary. And Sammy groans again because he can literally feel the dignity leaving his body. And Sammy, I'm with you on this one. But you did call it the Samiversary. Um, and Troy's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll keep listening. You guys, you know, keep talking, I'll keep listening. Um, ben announces that um, if he's set on celebrating the one-year anniversary, but if anyone knows anything about the lights in the cemetery or who was behind them to make sure to call the station. And of course, you know, Sammy's like, yeah, please call. Let's talk about that. Sammy picks another line. It's line 13. It's Emily again. This time she's very scared. Um, she's asking for Ben. She tells him she's in trouble. So he's first tells her to, to that he's going to call Troy. And he's like, oh, shit, can't do that. It's like, okay, call, you know, hang up and call the sheriff's department, but she isn't at home. She just wants Ben to stay on the line and talk to her. She told the guys that she was going to sleep, but really she was going to surprise them by bringing the cake up to the station. Um, ben says that he's going to go out and meet her, but she's like, no, don't do that because the rainbow lights are following her. Um, she's about five minutes from town, but further away from the station. Sammy tells her to stay calm and reminds her that, you know, hey, the rainbow lights were, you know, hanging around over town for weeks. Nothing happened. She's like, well, yeah, except for Rich McGuff. Um, and Sammy's like, yeah, but that was murdered. Had nothing to do with the lights. Um, and he tells her, you know, they're, they're both just trying to keep her calm. He tells her she's fine, that she'll be safe if she just stays in the car. Um she screams and says that one of the lights just flew over the car and is now hovering in front of her. So of course she tries to turn the car around and now the lights are following her even faster um, and so bright that she can't see. And then she cries out for help and the call drops. Um, and Ben is scared and freaking out because she's not on the line anymore. And he's just like, you know, begging into the void, you know, like, please don't let this happen again. And that's where the show ends for the evening so this, yeah this episode to me is where the show really picks up its main storyline like they're done introducing yeah. people for the most part for the most part yeah and this Ugh. this is it this so, is yeah exactly it. it calls back to you know tim's abduction so we know that that's what it was was, it was an, abduct an abduction this kind of sets in motion a whole bunch of other stuff to come had this not happened you know had although I, I was gonna say had emily stayed at home this wouldn't happen but i get the feeling that had emily stayed at home the lights would have just got her at a different time um true and i also think that like i don't think the rainbow lights were connected directly to her status as the woman I think, and like the devil's doorstep and all that. I think obviously there's a direct correlation between the Rainbow Lights and the Science Institute. Yes. Um, I mean, it's there, as we'll see in later chapters, uh, later episodes. But we do know that there is a connection between the Science Institute and the devil's doorstep. Yes. We just need so, to figure out what the fuck that is. I think, I think, okay, I think what it is is that 
the Science Institute under Leland Hill were like looking to harness like the power of the devil's doorstep. Whatever, whatever that power happened to be, you know, it's kind of like fucking um, Stranger Things. Yeah. He's- where where like the Russians are trying to like open up the gateway. I think it's the same thing with like the devil's doorstep and science institute. Yeah, I think, you know, that he heard some rumors about a certain possibly vampire resident of King Falls. And so they were in cahoots and that's how he found out about the devil's doorstep. And he's trying to harness something that he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what it is. And so, yeah, he just turns everything to shit. Because, of course he does. It's the fucking Science Institute. Their whole job is to turn everything to shit. Pretty much. You what know, is the opposite like of the Midas touch? <laughs> yeah. What is the opposite of the Midas touch? You know, the Midas touch, everything turns to gold. What that, whatever the hell the opposite of that is, that's the Science Institute. They, they turn it to shit. So yeah, but this sets a lot of things in motion. And even, I think even if the rainbow lights hadn't gotten Emily, we would have still gotten the connection from the Science Institute to the Devil's Doorstep. Um, it would have just been a little longer in, in coming, a little longer in the making. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, this does set uh, set us up for a lot of stuff. I mean, and not just double doorstep stuff. This sets us up for a lot of other stuff. And you know, way, so I liked this anniversary better than I liked the last anniversary. Um, you know, <laughs> I like all of the previous anniversaries better than the last anniversary. Me too. I'm just. I saying. agree with that. I agree with that. I'm and you know what? I'm still. I'm still playing Powerball. So okay. there's still a chance. They closed the gas station by my house. So I have not been inside a gas station to pick up some Powerball tickets. So all I know is that if I win Powerball, there will be an announcement on Patreon. There'll be a million bucks on the table for my voice. Sit your ass down, talk it out. Legit. Let's get this shit in gear. Yep. That's kind of how that works. Yep. And they're all just like, fuck you, Dawn. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm a stubborn asshole. You know, there are some, you know, and and, and that's why you, you know, hire that third party to be the producer of the show. Make those tough decisions when you can't get the creative differences out yourself. Yep. And that's what Dawn will be. And I will be the other non-paying executive producer unless I also win big. <laughs> then I will be a paying executive producer. Yep. I'll, I'll, hook, I'll hook you up with some dough if I win Powerball. You can, you can be a co-executive producer. Fork in some money. Yeah. And then we can okay. <laughs> we can actually hire somebody to edit edit this fucking podcast for us. Oh my God. 
<laughs> it's out of my oh, hands. We could set up a studio and get some Ooh, guests. Oh shit. <clears throat> Our own little podcasting network like um yeah. Fulham Scholar Productions or um yes. Parcast or Q code or just something. Do- you know, we could do one dedicated to King Falls and one dedicated to improv. Oh, fuck yeah. I get the feeling that, that we're going to really want to do 90 degrees south. 90 degrees south. And I don't yeah. know how we're going to fit that shit in. <laughs> yeah, right. That might be a let's review the first episode and let's review the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We're, we're going to have sure. to really work, assuming, of course, we have permission of the creators involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like, it's like, okay, please, guys, do not move on to other projects because we're going to want to do a summary of all your other projects. Right. Please and don't. Unless we start getting paid. <laughs> please don't start other podcasts. Because I don't than, think, Well, and Kyle's got another podcast coming out. Yes. Oh shit. Yes, he does. We do not have a release date on that either. Um, not that he keeps us in the loop any more than anybody else does. Um, so as soon as you know he announces it on Twitter, we'll repeat it. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to set up a way to get paid <laughs> so that we can Patreon. Do, 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 Patreon. We're gonna have to. Although yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if Patreon would be feasible. I doubt it. Not for us. Not for what we got going. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, it's and, a ladybug. I got a ladybug on my laptop. Oh, you got a light in my face, but that's okay. Thankfully, it's coming. Sorry. Not actually, no, it's not actually blinding me. Um, because it was coming through the screen, so that was fine. Um. Yeah, but again, no listener questions because, you know, we love our listeners, but you know what? Never. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe, Uh, maybe we the wheels are turning have like a contest of some sort. Yeah, we'll discuss it. Get those. Yeah, we'll discuss it. We'll do it for the next one. Yeah, my first thing is going to be a GoFundMe account to pay for my dog's surgery. Right. I'm looking forward to paying off my car. Hopefully, sometime this year. (laughs) You go rest yourself and lay down. You're just you. You can't be walking around on that leg. All righty. Right. Um, anyway, plugs we did. Oh, I did start listening to um, 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 the one with Will Wheaton and oh yeah 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 yeah. You told me about that one. And hang on, I, I know I'm spacing the name. It's like Bridgewater or something. So I'm looking it up because I know that's not the name. Um, oh, it is Bridgewater. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I started listening to that one, and uh, yeah, that one's really good. Um, so if you haven't listened to it yet, they've only got five episodes out now. Um, do it. Go listen. Go listen now. Because um, that, that one's really, really good. So, But yeah, I, we already did our, our plugs at the beginning. Don't forget to show some love out there, kids. Yep. 
And definitely like, goddamn, check out Mission to Zix if you haven't already. It's it's fucking amazing. It's probably my number two podcast next to King Falls. Like, I have listened and re-listened and re-re-listened to this podcast because it's so freaking good. And the and even though it's improv, they have a you know a pretty basic storyline they follow, and it's just it's an amazing podcast. The sound work is great. Everything about this podcast screams epic. So check it out. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. You can do it. You oh, can oh. do it. All right. So yeah, if we got nothing, then uh, if we got no more announcements or plugs or anything. That's it. Then this has been Shotgun Saturday Nights. It is edited and produced by Don Blake, outlined by me, Dana Olson. Follow us on Twitter at ShotgunSammy71. Say that five times fast. Or email us your questions at shotgunsaturdaynights at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and review. Unless you don't like us and then you've never heard of social media. True. Just like Improv on tape. If you don't like them, they don't have social media. If you do, then they're all over the place. Get vaccinated, wear a mask, wash your fucking hands, stay safe. Exactly. That too. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shotgun Saturday Nights, an unofficial King Falls AM fancast. Our intro music is Get Ready by Fesnian Studios, and our outro track is The Slumber of the Blackwood by As Above, So Below, off their album Litos 2, which is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Until next time.